This is the Scrum Possible podcast, true stories from real people making Scrum possible. I'm Kelly Fiday. So Mike Brown, welcome to the podcast, Scrum Become. Glad you're here. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Kelly. Appreciate it. Good to see you. Yeah. So I was laughing the other day after we talked because I was thinking about your story of being a gymnastics coach in addition to being an agile coach. Um, and um, so maybe maybe we start with the question that I asked you the other day, which is um, how how is, well, first off, how did you get into the field? I don't even remember how we got to the, the coaching part. That'll come up. Let's just start with, so how did you, how did you get into the scrum field in the first place? I mean, I, quite honestly, it was uh, somewhat accidentally. Um, I, you know, had seen in a, you know, pretty much a, a job description for a job with a company and it was agile project specialist. And like, I was just like, oh, you know, kind of looking through and I'm reading through a lot of the items and it was you know, something that I had already been doing, I was doing traditional project management, you know, program management. So like, you know, PMBOK, you know, all that stuff. But we found that like the best way to do it was, you know, interactions, you know, like with, with people, like the human centricity of it. And when I was reading the, the JD for, you know, the agile project specialists, because they weren't calling them scrum masters, of course. Right. Um, yeah. It just, it resonated. And it was just, it kind of, um, it was one of those funny things where I was like, it just seems like common sense. Um, so <laughs> went in and, you know, interviewed and, you know, I, I, I got the job and um, probably within the first month I was sent to like scrum master training and like scrum master training. I was like, this makes sense. This, this is, this is cool. And there's just like, okay, looking at it through like the lens of the projects that I'd been working on before I was in like state and government space. And then just, you know, it's like, okay, we're doing things iteratively. Let's learn from the, the the past mistakes so they don't become like, you know, legacy problems. Um, it just, it really made sense. And I always, I, you know, we always hear within the industry, it's a mindset and it, it actually is. Um, it's, you know, trying to iteratively continually improve and, you know, we're human. So we're not going to be successful 1000% of the time. We're going to fail, but it's like failure is okay. Just learn from that failure to try and mitigate not doing the same thing, you know, over and over and over again. So um, it really resonated and ended up starting, you know, uh, Scrum Mastering with, you know, a bunch of teams for an online learning um, corporation. Um, while we were there, we went, I ended up going through a, a safe transformation. So got pretty much every flavor of like, you know, Agile, Scrum, Kanban. You know, it started like looking into like, you know, DAD and less and like, you know, all those good things. And it was just like, you know, it's like, hey, you're bringing the best elements of being able to effectively get work done while also improving like the value of those that are actually doing it. So it's just, you know, again, it's to me, it's really commonsensical. And it's it's funny when it's just like it, it's funny to me when Agile gets overcomplicated. So it's just, you know, trying to keep it as basically simplistic as possible is good for me because you know, I'm not that smart, but again, I always looked at it through the lens of it, common sense. So yeah, it's just, it was, it was kind of a, it was one of those things. It just, you know, kind of fell into it, but then realizing that I'd been agile pretty much all along, 
You know, it's like we're agile in our everyday lives and it's being able to explain it and make that correlation to, hey, it can work in business. And that's like, you know, I'm, I've been wowed how it's actually expanded where, you know, it started with a bunch of engineers in Snowbird in 2001, right? And it's like, you know, it's like, it's not just engineering, it's in HR, it's in sales, it's in, you know, so many other aspects, you know, and you know, you've got human centric design and there's, there's so much about just like kind of taking the agile mindset and being able to apply it, that it just, it makes sense. And again, going back to the common sense piece, it's just, you know, it, it feels right. And if you can see your day to day, it's like over the weekend, you're doing like little things. You're like, Hey, what's my capacity? You know, what are, you know, what's my commitment? You know, it's like, you know, Ooh, I did that project last weekend. That didn't work out that well. So you did a mini retrospective and it's like, you know, okay, Hey, and then, Hey, I need to start a home improvement project. I'm going to need these tools. So you're doing like, you're kind of refining, seeing what you need to do. Do I need to call a, an electrician? So um, there's that correlation that I love. And it's just, it's not just that, you know, it's like you go to work, you're agile, and then you're done. Um, it's just, again, it's really, really kind of transferring that that whole mindset into everything you do. And, you know, I'm a big fan of the stickies. So it just <laughs> it keeps my life organized. Oh, I hear you there. Uh, and if you think back to some of your very first moments, you said it really resonated with you. What was it about Agile that really resonated with you personally? I really enjoy the the team dynamic. Um, I think it's brilliant in the fact that you can pull together, like let's say you have like a traditional delivery team. You have people that are introverted. You have people that are extroverted. You have people that love sports, people that hate sports, um, people that love online gaming, people that hate online gaming. And the expectation is like, you're going to bring these people together and they're going to be delivering this awesome product, right? But it's being able to build those teams and getting like, you know, understanding the motivations, you know, the interests of the folks. Like, you know, you and I have talked about this, the WIFM, what's in it for me, right? And getting it, watching people build and grow as they're building and, you know, growing a business and building and growing like, you know, lines of code for, you know, some product that's being delivered. That's cool. And that's like watching that light bulb moment and watching like, you know, engineers or QC or folks just starting to come out of their shells and educating and like having conversations and like, you know, kind of like reaching across the board. It's, it's watching a team growing in among themselves and then being able to grow with other teams. That's, I just, I just love that dynamic and watching those light bulb moments where folks are starting to understand why they're working on something. That's the motivation. And it's like explaining, okay, you know, old example from, from my past is we're doing online learning. There's, you know, there's, you know, some students with disabilities that aren't able to go to a traditional brick and mortar school and hearing the stories from them and like engaging with the teams and working with the teams and watching the team's reaction of like, you know what, this makes a lot more sense as to why we're building this, why we're building this. And that's like, you know, we're building it as a team because we're part of this company that's building this to provide this excellent product. And, you know, it's like, it's really putting that motivation, putting that, you know, that passion into it. And it's also watching humans collaborate and grow together. It's, it's, it's team, you know, it's like, you don't, it, coaching doesn't have to be on a sports field. It, it, it's, you know, within and amongst every conversation that we have. Um, yeah, I think, you know, every conversation is a chance to learn and also a chance to educate. So it's just, it's fun. It's like, it doesn't have to be like a heads down. We're just, you know, all miserable, just, well, we got to refine plan re retro, you know, do our system down. It's like, okay, Hey, look what we were able to do. This is really cool. Look what we discovered while we were doing it, you know, and just 
you know, it's, it's really finding the passion and just like showing, you know, folks on teams and humans just, you know, how awesome they are. So I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Wow. I just, I feel inspired hearing you say that. And I'm also thinking how in your personal life, you're also a coach. Um, I think an elite gymnastics coach for your daughter's team. Is that right? I wouldn't go as high as elite, but we're competitive. So yeah. Yeah. So my daughter, my daughter's a, a, an optional gymnast. She's a, a level seven, you know, within USAG. So she, you know, like her and her team, they, they get to pick their own floor music. You know, they have input into their routines, um, which is great. And I take what we do at work and I apply it in the gym and I take what I do in the gym and I apply it at work is everything is iterative. You are not going to go out and be able to hit like a te highly technical, difficult skill the first time, right? But you've got building blocks that you're you're working from. And I always look at it, it's like, okay, building block for like a round off backhand spring, you know, just layout or something like that. It's like, okay, how's your round off? How's your backhand spring? Okay, like we put those two together, then you're putting a third element into it. It's just like going into, it's like, well, we want you to build this. It's like, okay, well, why? You know, let's start breaking that down. And it's, it, everything is iterative. And it's like, you, you're not going to deliver the biggest, best thing in one fell swoop. It's not a big reveal, right? And that's like, you know, you don't wait until a meet to be like, hey, I'm going to try this skill. It's, <laughs> you're working on it iteratively. Those practices are, you know, going through like, you know, the iterative patterns that we do. There's, there's a lot of failure, but it's like, okay, well, why did we fail? Well, when I set, I twisted a little bit further. My arms were bent. I was really loose. Okay. Again, that iterative learning and being able to come through like functionally, like, like thinking through, thinking about, and then like thinking forward. So it's like, what are we learning, you know, from these pieces? And that's always retrospectives. We do retrospectives at our gym. You know, it's like, Hey, mm. best thing about the week. And what is something that you want to improve on? Right. Or like at really? the end of the night, we do that as well. It's like, Hey, what was the best thing about it? It's like, Oh, I did this, you know, and like also at some time it's like, oh no, the whole practice was horrible. It's like, well, I saw you do this. So it's like celebrate the wins, you know, even the little ones, the little ones mean just as much as the big ones. Cause you put those together, you get a big one. Um, so it's really, again, it's that, it's that mindset. And, you know, I, I always laugh because it's like what I'm doing on the day to day I'm doing there. And then there's some things I'll hear some of the coaches I work with brilliant coaches at work. I work with brilliant coaches in the gym. I'll hear folks in the gym. They're saying something. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I need to write that down because I want to use that on Monday. <laughs> so, wow. so I'm like constantly cool. learning. So what's an example of something you heard in the gym that you applied in your agile job? Oh gosh. Um, one of the, the best things I've heard is um, just because you're having a bad day doesn't mean you can support somebody to make their day better. And that's just, wow. I, I thought that was really cool because we're human. Right. And if we come in and we're like, you know, it's just it's it's understanding that we are working with other humans. We need to put the shoes on it are, we, we need to put their shoes on our feet. And it was just like, look, you know, we're not going to have the best days. Right. It's like we don't you know, you don't need to be on camera. Right. You don't need to, you know, be muted, but you still do need to like, you know, like be present. And if you've got a good team, that team can support you. And it's just like, you know, you, if you've got that outreach, be like, Hey, reach out to somebody and be like, Hey, look, this is going on in my personal life. I just got this and be like, Hey, you know, take the day. It's like, well, I can't, cause I got this. Okay, cool. Let me pull this off your plate. What you can do instead of having to speak through this, I'll, you share 
I'll speak, you know, and it's being able to show that like collaborative piece. And it's like, you know, but you have to kind of break that barrier of, you know, do I trust the people on my team? If you've got a good team that's self-organized and you've got that trust, that's easy. And it's a team dynamic. So I just, I think that was one of the biggest things where it's like, you know, it, just because you're not having a bad day. And that's the thing is like, you know, if you want to just stay there and, you know, be woe is me. And I hate to say anything like that, but it's like, you know, you're probably going to help yourself out by, you know, continuing to engage with your teammates and, you know, being there and being present because you are part of the team. And that's the thing is that each individual has a voice, each individual matters. And, you know, I think that's one of the biggest things is that support element is huge. And that support element is also as a team, we win as a team, we fail. And as a team, we learn. And I just, I think that was one of the, one of the key things. And that's just understanding that human nature is human natures. You know, we, we are not going to be hundred percent every day, but if we have a good team, we can support each other so that we can get as close as we can. Right. And that's, I, I just love the fact that again, gymnastics is an individual team sport. As an individual, you are there competing on, you know, bars, beam, you know, vault and floor individually, but your team is there. And they are the loudest voice in the, in the gym. They're, you know, they're, they're the people rooting you on. And they also, you know, no, they are your support element. They're the ones, you know, helping you get psyched up. And then you've got like that team score, but it is your individual score, but you're part of that team. And that's how I always look at our, like our engineering and delivery teams. It's a bunch of individuals that you're bringing together for a common cause. And it's, that's, to me, that's cool. And that's brilliant. But as they self-organize and they grow bigger and bigger and bigger, then you've got like, you've got this great area of, Hey, Kelly, I'm going to be gone for two weeks. I'm actually going on vacation. You're like, cool. All right, let's sit down for 13 minutes and we'll walk through what are some of the things that you need me to take you off your plate. That way you don't have to look at your phone. You don't have to have your laptop or anything like that. We can support each other. Right. Gives the predictability. Hey, we talked to, uh, you know, the, the product, you know, side and, you know, we've got a bunch of people that are going to be out before the holidays. So we're going to dip our capacity down. We might do some ideation and discovery. They're on board with it because we're giving them two months notice. And that's that support piece. So again, it all kind of like comes together in this, you know, fantastical weird meld of, you know, just using common sense, you know, again, treating others as you want to be treated. Wow. Can I be on your team? Oh, wait, we're already You're on, on my the same team. team. <laughs> You're always on my um, team. Likewise. Uh, and I think that's another thing that stood out to me when I got into Agile as well. It's like I, I started my career in academia and I was really scared to get into corporate because I had this stereotype of this sort of dog eat dog and it's a dangerous world out there and you know I'm not going to survive it. Plus, I'm an introvert, believe it or not, even though I like to flap my lips. Um, and it's once I got into Agile, it's like, oh, it's, it's the opposite. You have a support system around you and you are part of the support system and you're there to actually help each other succeed together. And what you said reminds me of a gymnast um, from U the UCLA team. Her name is Caitlin. Ohashi. Yes. Oh, yep. my gosh. What an athlete. And um, I remember she got all this flack for various things i think weight, and i don't even know what and uh she was doing a floor routine and she did this i don't even know triple flip whatever whatever i'm sure you would know exactly what it was and i was watching her 
on YouTube. This is like one of those moments when your brain's just tired, so you're just watching stuff you like. In my case, I love watching gymnastics. And I was watching her, but as she executed that successfully, I heard this scream from the sidelines, and it was like 15 of her teammates right there, and the camera swung over, and they were like, yes! And I realized in that moment, she's not alone. Like, she's really supported by her team, and I think that's what I hear you saying about Agile. Absolutely, and that's, again, you know, we want that team dynamic, and, you know, that's that's the key. And, you know, teams are there, you know, they're built, they're constructed, you know, we're looking for teams to, to deliver, you know, consistently, you know, on cadence, you know, all the buzzwords and everything. But for that to happen, you need to build a good team. And, you know, we need the, the team to understand the what, the why, the when. What are they doing? Why are they doing it? When is it due by? They need to be transparent with each other. They need to trust each other. Um, so that those are, and like just for human beings, that those are a lot of expectations, right? You know, just, you know, that takes years for some areas. And like, you know, in some businesses, it's like, no, we want you all to do that in the next, get going in the next month. You know, your, your foreman phase is starts now and, you know, you need to be rolling. Um, and I think that's just, you know, that goes to show that, you know, like, I mean, everybody that I've worked with is brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And watching folks, you know, not necessarily come out of their shells, but be comfortable with, you know what, I do know this. And having their teammates be like, you do know this. Cool. Let's, yeah. let's, you know, let's see what you can do. And that's like my favorite thing as a scrum master is, is watching, you know, teammates be promoted. Um, you know, and also at the same time, as bad as this sounds, is watching teammates go to other companies as businesses at like, because they were heavily recruiting, like, hey, you're able to do this. I'm like, yeah, you're awesome. Go and do this. And that's, you know, just kind of like the successful aspect of it and watching like the teammates be happy for them. Not like, oh, you're abandoning us. You know, you, you get that. But it's, it's, it's happiness for the success because of what, you know, folks have been able to like, you know, teach each other and learn from each other. And, you know, it's, it's a good basis of just, you know, human dynamic, which is, which is cool. And again, it's like this little microcosm of, excellence in these little spots and it's just um it's exciting i just again love the light bulb moments when you know everything works and also at the same time failures are pretty awesome as well because that is a great learning opportunity for everybody and it's just like all right it wasn't just mike's fault i mean usually it is but it wasn't just mike's fault you know <laughs> no. you know maybe we could have done this so guess what next sprint we're gonna do this this way the next PI planning, we are actually going to actually bring this in with some of the teams that we've got dependencies on some of the areas, you know, we definitely, we ran into this issue. Let's identify this as a risk now, not wait, you know, it's being transparent, being communicative and, and trusting each other, I think is one of the, the key elements for, you know, a successful team. And that works in regular life as well, you know, <laughs> being honest, being trustworthy, being transparent. It's a, uh, it, it translates really well across the board. It really does. I think for me, doing Agile has made me into a better human. What about you? I think so. I think so. And it's it, it gives you the opportunity to, you know, progressively learn as you're doing just like kind of the day to day. Like I, I said this the other day, I was like, you know, let's stop kicking the ice cubes under the fridge, right? It's like, it's, <laughs> it's, a lot, 
it's a lot easier to kick that ice cube. You know, you fill your, 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 your water cup up and the ice cube falls down and you're like, <laughs> fine. And you go to pick it up and picking it up. is a pain, right? It's slippery. You can't get a good grip on it. You have to grab a paper towel. It's a lot of work, but also at the same time, it's like, if we're not picking up that ice cube, it's going under the fridge. What's under the fridge? The floor. Bad things, I'm sure. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's just, it's eventually going to melt. So it's, it's being able to, you know, address things quickly. And I think that's just, that's kind of like the agile mindset is what it is, is we're not kicking the ice cube under the fridge. We're picking it up and we're putting it in the Mm. sink and, you know, wiping off the floor. We're we're addressing, you know, Hey, it fell. Okay, cool. We're going to have that fast turnaround time and let's go. So Mm -hmm. uh, not a a great analogy, but. (laughs) Oh, I was just thinking uh, it's a great metaphor actually, because, you know, if you try to pick it up, it slides around, it's, it's, it's annoying. Uh, And so what I was going to ask you is, you know, a lot of the people that I mentor who want to get into Scrum Mastering, they take a training like from Scrum Alliance or wherever they get certified and then they're like, great, now I'm going to apply online and I'm going to get a job. And then they don't get a call back and they don't know why. And it's because for various reasons of, you know, learning to be a scrum master is more like learning to speak Italian and less like learning how to ride a bike. (laughs) But also it's like a catch 22, you know, even entry level scrum master positions want you to have experience as a scrum master. So how do you even get that experience in the first place? So what would you say to someone who's trying to solve that catch 22. Well, Joseph Heller, I love, love his book. So catch 22, good reference. (laughs) Um, I think scrum mastering is, is much less about how adept you are in JIRA or quoting the agile manifesto. And it's more about how you interact with people. It's, it's the human centricity of it. Um, you know, how observant are you? Can you read a room? What's your situational awareness? Um, I think, honestly, there's a lot of people out there. Maybe they just got their CSM and like just, you know, sit down, like kind of do like a mini retrospective on yourself. And you're going to realize, you know what? I'm scrum mastering my day to day already. Mm -hmm. You know, again, Mm -hmm. like what we were talking about before, like what's my capacity? Have I done this before? Have I, if I've done this before, then doing it again should be a little bit easier because I got those, I had those learnings, you know, have I learned how to do it, you know, better? Um, you know, again, I always look at, you know, again, from the team dynamic, you know, perspective, have you been on a team? And that's the thing is like, you know, like, you know, if you've been on an athletic team, if you've been in a band, if you've been part of a, like a, a play, um, you've been on stage, you've been part of, you've like, if you've been doing that, you've been working with other actors, you've been working with, you know, the stage crew, you, you've, you've been on a team, you've been working with coaches, you've been working. So you understand those, those elements and those dynamics. And, you know, I, I think, you know, from an experience standpoint, yeah, maybe you don't have those years of like in place, you know, traditional scrum mastering, but I think, you know, it's, it's the confidence in, Hey, I, I know what, you know, the expectations are of a scrum master role. But also understanding that part of being agile is being agile, right? Like this, you know, and there's millions of books. What's written in one book is not going to work for every situation. So it's kind of like starting, you just kind of like, you know, molding that clay to what's going to work for you and what your approach is. But my recommendation always is, you know, take the human skills, use those first. 
Um, those are going to help influence any of the technical skills. And even if you're working with like highly technical people, they're highly technical people. It's people. And people are the most complex computer machine on the face of the earth. The human brain is, right? So that's, it's just, it, I think the, the human aspect, a lot of people forget there. It's like, you know, it's, you're helping to, to manage a project a little bit differently than a traditional, like, you know, uh, PMO would, but you're working with the people. And again, I think it's just, you know, taking a look at, you know, your, your interactions, um, you know, knowing who's on the team. I, I always used to work with my scrum masters. It's like, we, we should know, you know, like simple things like, you know, it's like, Hey, you know, is everybody local? Where's everybody located at? You know, what's going on in, you know, the, the team's lives that you can just figure out like on your own and how can you be supportive of them? So it's more humanistic to me than it is from an actual like JD role, because if you've got somebody that's able to be a, a coach, a mentor, an enabler, um, as well as a, you know, like a confidant, you know, like, Hey, do you have a minute? Let's take a walk around the building. And, you know, just, you have one of those conversations, then it's just like, all right, everybody like we good yeah i just had an event cool all right well if you need to talk again let's do it it's it's those little things that i think you know people forget when they're looking at like some of the roles where it's like ah it's got like this 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 and this and it's like yeah and that probably changes on a daily basis so you know be comfortable in your skill sets you know um but be more confident in just like what are your human interactions and again i think it's you know observations um getting out of firefighting. Like I always like to say fire education, let's remove the oily rags from a, a, a sparking outlet. Let's get rid of the, uh, the wire that's got, you know, it's, it's all of the, you know, it's, 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 you know, all frayed and everything along those lines. Um, it, some of those elements from a scrum master role is being predictive. And a lot from a scrum master side is you're doing things and it's, you're not going to get the rah, rah, you know, thanks for doing that because people may not be aware of it because it's taken care of. You've gotten ahead of it, you've squared it away, you've set up the relationships, the collaborations, you know, with other teams, whether it's with architecture or UX or CX, um, you know, there's, it's a lot of, you know, engagement and involvement, um, you know, really understanding the motivations and interests of others. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, a long stroll through, um, you know, HCD pretty much, you know, human centered design. So it's, I, I think for a scrum master that's just, you know, getting started out, look back on all the stuff that you've done and you'll realize that I've already been doing this. I just haven't done it in this corporate setting, but take what you've done and what you've learned and bring it into it and, you know, see what's worked. And if you've got some things that haven't worked, don't bring them. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just, you know, yeah. Yeah. It, you know, uh, a lot of people, tell me, uh, gosh, you know, I want to do a career switch from a non-technical background. Um, how can I even think about the Scrum Master job? And I, I tell them it's it's not a technical role. It, it helps to understand certain pieces at a basic level, but it's not a technical role. And they just look at me unconvinced. <laughs> so what would you say to that question? I would say being technical or non-technical doesn't really matter. Um, should we understand the basics of what's going on? Absolutely. But technical goes both ways, 
right? You may, you may have to be a, a conduit to be able to explain, you know, something highly technical and like, you know, we always hear at a high level, this is okay, but we need to make information consumable. And, you know, that's one of the things like I, I would joke around with my teams. I'm like, all right, that's great, but explain it to me so that I understand it. Like if, and that was the thing is like, we used to start writing stories that, oh, Mike, so we write it so that Mike can understand it. And I was like, that's good because guess what? If our product or business team is going in, they need to understand, you know, how this is tied into, you know, what's transferring. So, you know, I, from a technical perspective, that's if someone's like highly technical and comes in, that's great. But always remember that we need to make sure that what we are doing is deliverable, like that elevator pitch. You get into the elevator with your CEO and they're like, hey, you know, what do you do? What are you working on? We can't we can't go all the way down into the weeds. First off, it's a, it should be a short elevator trip. But second off, it's just being like, okay, you know your audience, being able to explain it and being them like, oh, okay, yeah, that that sounds great, that's awesome. You know, I might be you know on site you know next week. I'll, I'll pop in and see you guys. Cool, awesome. Um, but I I don't think I always see like you know technical scrum master. It's like okay, but you still need to work with a team, and it's a team of human beings. So, you know, mm -hmm. don't, don't ever lose the, again, the human centricity of, of what we're doing, but okay. I, I don't think that, you know, I, I don't think anybody needs to be like 1000% like, yeah, they've, they've got it. They've got, you know, all of the certifications and what the, the technology is that they're working in. Um, again, understand enough to know if, you know, there's the being able to observe if something's you know, wrong or if some of the transparency is starting to lag, but it's just, it's the human centric aspect of it. So I think, I think folks are, you know, if, if you've got a good, you know, building block with your team, then it shouldn't, it shouldn't really be an issue. And then being able also to like, you know, explain it upwards to somebody that's really technical, you know, that's great, but being able to bring it both ways is again, you know, kind of being that conduit of, providing a little bit of the common sense and providing that context. The context is key. Yeah, definitely. It reminds me of uh, this guy I used to work with who um, went to a different company, had a better opportunity, and he was the manager of three different analytics teams. And I was an agile coach at the time with that company. And so, um, so Ted, one of my colleagues said, uh, hey, you know, he left. Um, can you please be the interim manager and scrum master of these analytics teams? So I said, sure, but I was nervous because um, these, are, these are highly technical people, you know, half of them with PhDs in data science. And I have a PhD, but I kind of feel like sometimes maybe that doesn't count because it's in philosophy. You know, yeah, it, it counts. It counts. I worked for it for many years, but and I'm glad I did it. Um, but I'm like, how can I ever understand enough about what they're doing to support them? And I thought, oh wait, I can just ask them, <laughs> like, because we're all humans together. So um, I asked them questions in some of our group meetings, and then I said, hey, could I? I want to understand more about what you do, so I can support you can I set up a one-on-one? -on -one? And they're like, okay, sure. So I set up one-on-ones and then I got into the one-on-ones and I said, and they were all remote, we were all remote. So I said, um, okay, can you share my screen, your screen and show me what you're doing? And they're like, no. And I said, what do you mean, no? <laughs> and 
I realized they were being nice about it. Um, and one guy said, like, very gently, you won't understand. And I'm like, oh, I know I won't understand. <laughs> but can you just kind of give me the lay of the land? And he's like, no, <laughs> please. I just I, I'm really I'm genuine. He didn't believe me, I think, is what was going on. I said, I'm genuinely curious to understand what, what goes on, you know, behind the curtain. And so he said, okay. And so he started um, talking me through like, you know, and he said, okay, this thing controls this chart because uh, it was analytics, you know, so graphs, pretty graphs, we all like pretty graphs. And this thing makes this other graph. And so then I started asking questions because I said, okay, I asked three times, so I want to show I'm appreciative. So I said, okay, so what does this thing do? And he said, oh, well, I'm glad you asked. And so then he kind of got into it. And then the word got around the team, like, she actually is interested. She actually is curious to learn. And I think that kind of confirms what you're saying about it, it's, we're all just humans together. So if you're feeling overwhelmed or intimidated, just don't, just stop right there. <laughs> and it, just take a breath and um, realize that we're, we're here to support each other in agile anyway. And that's, you know, and that's, you know, sometimes the scrum master role isn't necessarily understood and it's like, oh, you know, the, you're, you're here to do this. And she's like, no, I'm actually really, really interested. And then it's, you know, you go into like one of my favorite questions. It's like, okay, so you guys did it. Why? What was the, and that's the thing is like, why, depending on the delivery can be like, you know, accusatory or it can be like, you know, why explain it to me? Because that, that seems really awesome. Like what, how did we get to that spot? And then like, I love for people to tell the origin story. Right. It's like, well, like, hey, so this started here and then we moved to this, then we moved to this and then we had to go back and then we moved. And now the reason that we're doing this and I'm like, okay. And then you can see like that, that life kind of come back into it. And again, that's the motivation. Right. And again, like you showed that interest and they went from being kind of the, mm -hmm. to, okay, all right, we can relax our arms and, <laughs> and appreciate what you're doing. So that's awesome. So what's your origin story kind of as a human now working in agile, like, does it still resonate with you today? And how does it help you be a better human? I think um, where I'm at currently, I'm learning something new every day. Um, and it's also always interesting because you hear about like agile transformations and safe transformations and, um, you know, you've, you've been doing like a lot of the organizational change management. And that's the thing is, it's like, where does change start, Kelly? Like, where does it start? And it's, I think that's one of the biggest things that like sometimes keeps getting missed is like, it's that individual piece and understanding that there's like, there's so many people that are involved in something and it's like, well, we've got a map. It's like, okay, that's great. But you know, like, what is the understanding on the map? And, um, I think for like, you know, my origin, you know, working with people and being really driven by, you know, the team dynamics is there's teams all over the place. There's executive teams, right? There's management teams. There's, you know, like, you know, president and vice presidential teams in different companies. And that's like looking at it through that lens of like, okay, you know, are we like, are those groups working as like functional teams? And like, sometimes you've got silos and it's like, well, if we're really all going to be transforming, you know, transformationing, new word, transforming, um, 
like, do we, do we understand the, the, what, the, why, the, when together, like, you know, and that's, I think for me, it's just like taking even like the most basic, Hey, we're going to build a brand new delivery team. Great. Hey, we're going to do a, you know, a, you know, a, like an Epic core team, you know, for a, a PI or something. Okay. You start off the same way, you know, it's like, you're working with the, the people you're understanding the motivations and interest. Do we understand what we're working on? You know, do we understand why we're working on it? Right. Getting those elements out of the way. It's like, Hey, does, does everybody here know each other? All right. Let's get into like, you know, getting some introductions, a team working agreement, you know, team working agreement shouldn't be 90 page PowerPoint. It should be a one sheet <laughs> where it's like, Hey, this is how we're going to be nice. Like, it's not even not how we're going to be nice, but it's just like, here's our expectations of each other and our expectations of ourselves. Um, so yeah. And that's, I think it just, it continually drives down to just keep it simple. Like the 10th principle, right? It's you know, the art of simplicity, you know, maximize the amount of work not being done. Cause we're all, everybody's chasing their tails. Everybody's moving a million miles an hour, but um, we can do it better. And I think that's the biggest thing with, with agile is yeah, we can do it better and we can do it better each and every time. Like we can make it more better. And like, that's the thing. It's just, it's, it's an incremental improvement and that's, that's the continuous learning. That's continuous, you know, improvement. And, you know, that's, that's what really drives me is being able to watch that. And like, I love seeing when just, you've got teams that are just like, boom, they've got it. And then when they start to educate other teams or they start to like, you'll see them like, you know, doing something and you'll hear something in like a whole other conversation, not even related. And like Kelly is like, Hey, the, the systems team, we, they did this thing last week and it was, it was awesome. And just, I'm like, they're rocking it. Right. And they've got it. And then honestly, making that sure that feedback comes back, you know, cause that's one of the biggest things is feedback, you know, from, are we providing the correct, you know, uh, you know, deliverable for the, the client and customer, but the feedback to the teams is huge. And that's, you know, it, it doesn't all have to be sunshine and lollipops, you know, but it's like, Hey, you know, this, okay, great. But it was fast. We got it within a day's time. We were able to take a look at it. We can make the course correction. Okay. You know, we've, we've, We've worked with everybody. We've got that transparency. We're communicating. We can adjust, right? And it's not, you know, three months after the fact. And hey, <laughs> you know, <laughs> something happened with that thing, and everybody's like, I don't remember what you're talking about. Um, but I always, <laughs> I always just go back to that. You know, yeah. the dynamic of the teams does not end, you know, just with like the delivery teams. It's like, you've got teams like there, you know, you've got product ownership teams, you've got product management teams. And it's just like being able for those groups to operate as a team, you know, be supportive of each other, whether they're in a COE or a LACE or something like that. It's, you know, simple little things, you know, lean coffees, you know, you know, lean teas, you know, brown bag lunches or like, they're awesome. And that's, it doesn't have to be like, you know, it doesn't need to be recorded. We don't have to have notes from it. It could just be a conversation. You could send out an invite to 300 people. And if one person shows up, that's a conversation. It's an invitation mm -hmm. to the conversation. And it's just, you know, to me, it's just like anytime you can go in, like I, I've done COPs. I've had one person show and I learned more from that person about like, mm -hmm. what like some different things that I was just like, that was awesome. And they're like, well, I don't feel like you really were able to, I was like, no, that was great. But that's, I think that's, again, it's that mindset. It's, it's really, really kind of, you know, promoting and, you know, embracing, you know, a little bit of an agile mindset and it's, you know, understanding that there's always going to be a lot of moving pieces. Let's try and understand. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that mm -hmm. way we can help improve. And there's some things we'll never understand, but we can work together to try to herd the cats. 
Exactly. And we can be comfortable with that, right? We're not going to know all the things. So it's impossible. I mean, welcome to life. You know, if you're breathing, (laughs) we're all generally having that experience. Uh, And it it makes me think of something from, uh, I guess, a principle of of lean coffee, which is a a way of, I guess, getting together and agile. And um, how does it go? Something like whoever's there are the right people to be there. Yep. Whatever the yeah. topic is, is the right topic for the day. Something like that. Yeah, I think it, 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 it's definitely along those lines. And yeah, that's you know that I, I think that's that's perfect in what it is. You know, it's like, hey, we're here. It's our start time. Let's go. Yeah. Let's let's do this. I think that's a song, actually. <laughs> so I was also curious to ask you, what do you know today that you wish you would have known when you first got started in Scrum? I would definitely like to like understand that agile isn't only within engineering, right? That was like one of the biggest things is like that was like I think I went for probably a year, you know, with just oh it, it's a development, it's development, it's development, and then um, you know understanding that no, there's a lot of other areas within businesses that you and that's the thing it doesn't have to be a full scale, like, you know, we're not going to transform the HR department, but we've heard these are some of the, the issues that you're having, you know, how about we try something along the lines of, you know, a, a daily standup, that's not a status meeting, right? Like, no, just, Hey, just, you know, like, what are, what are the impediments that we're running into today? You know, things along those lines. Um, I think that's one of the biggest things, just understanding that, yeah, they're like agile works in a, everywhere. I mean, just pure and simple. Um, it totally does. I, I used Agile, actually I used a form of Agile that you know called Kanban to um, paint my living room because I thought, oh, I'll paint my living room, no big deal. Well, it, yeah, I'm I'm a not a good painter, <laughs> I discovered. And then I realized, well, I need better colors and I need someone to help me with that. And oh, wait, now I want to take out this wall. Like it turned into a whole... Thing. So before I knew it, I had a team of four people coming in every day for like three weeks. And we had a Kanban board up on the wall of backlog and then to do, doing, done. And they hated me for the first two days. But after that, they liked it because they knew exactly what was happening that day. Um, they were able to tell me, you know, impediments like, Kelly, you shouldn't have painted those three sample colors on the wall. And I'm like, but I wanted to see. And they're like, well, now we have to do three extra coats. Okay, well, now I know <laughs> for the other walls. Um, so just having that conversation versus unpleasant forms of back and forth was, was so much better. That's that's awesome. And that's, that's funny. It's like, I think everybody's like, it, it, when, when you think about it, you're like, okay, actually I'm doing things, like you said, you're in a Kanban fashion or, you know, from like an agile mindset. And again, it's, you know, part of being agile is being agile, right? It, you know, like certain like approaches that again may work in a in a book or you know in an online training may not be applicable to what's you know happening. But you know, you kind of educate the mindset, you know, for yourself and like those that you're working with. You're you're going to be able to you know make the the positive incremental changes that you want to. Um, but I think you know that those are the two things on my end. It's just that it's it's not only within you know engineering. Um, and also it's just, you know, kind of, you know, really, really adapting and adopting the, the mindset to, you know, it's, you know, not doing, but being, 
agile. That, that, that's right. the old quote, right? It's like, you know, you yeah, want to be, not, not doing, just but, do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's the difference in your mind between doing and being? I, I think doing is, yeah, look at our calendar. We've got a stand up every day. It takes an hour and a half and it's a Saturday <laughs> Um, we've got planning and we skip the retrospective, like probably we do one like once every six months. It, it's, yeah. it's having all the ceremonies on the calendar, but not improving them. And like for like being is, yeah, we had standups every day. We capped them at the 15 minute mark, you know, time box. But after like three months, we realized, you know what? We were in good sync. So we adjusted to Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We just used like our, you know, regular Teams channel, you know, or our, you know, link or, you know, Slack channel to, you know, communicate. Um, as we're going through, we actually decided that, you know, the most important aspects are refinement and retrospectives, because if you refine well and you retrospect well, then planning will be easy. So we actually dropped down our planning time, increased our refinement time and, you know, like made, made sure we were hitting the retros and people were being honest and transparent. To me, that's the being. It's like where you're taking some of like the original constructs and you're adjusting them to what's going to work better for the team. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's that's the big difference between like, you know, just doing where, you know, you've got, you know, look at our product backlog. We have 8,000 stories in there that nobody knows what they're for and they're like two words or one line. <laughs> so it's, you know... That's the definitive difference, that to me at least. So I, I probably not for everybody. Yeah, I mean, and the, uh, the obvious answer is uh, uh, for me anyway is I would much rather be uh, than do. Well, of course I want to do, but I want my doing to be guided by my being. I think it comes back to what you were saying about um, the importance of just being human and taking a human approach in it actually reminds me of a very funny management book called Managing Humans. <laughs> and I just, I just love that title. And it's for um, people in technical environments who have been promoted now to be a manager. It's like, okay, you used to work with machines, but now you're managing humans. Oh no, what do you do now? <laughs> so um, so awesome. before, we, before we close out, like any final thoughts that you feel would be helpful for people to keep in mind as they're exploring a career transition into Scrum. Well, I think, you know, within Scrum and Agile, again, you know, that a lot of the, the basic tenets have been around for a really long time. Um, but the cool thing about it is that, you know, don't be afraid of something new because like the whole purpose for like Scrum and Agile is like, is that, that's the continual learning, right? So if there's ways that, you know, can be adjusted or things are like coming through, it's again, part of being Agile is being Agile. Right. And that's, you know, like scaled agile framework, you know, for six, they made a lot of adjustments, you know, with, you know, their approach, cause they started to hear some of the feedback and like, honestly, I think it's a little bit more consumable, but you know, there's like, as agilists, as we're moving forward, there's going to be some things you're going to be like, that is the kookiest idea on the face of the earth. <laughs> Maybe I'll try it. Right. And that's the thing is it doesn't, you know, do, things don't need to be tested out by, you know, like Jeff Sutherland or Mike Cohn or, you know, Dean Leffingwell, or it just, it can be tested out by insert name here. You know, that's a scrum master be like, Hey, we're going to try this because we're going to experiment. And guess what? If it fails, we won't ever do it again, but let's, let's try and see. And like, we'll, we'll, we've got that short time base on it, see if it works. And if it doesn't cool. And the, you know, obviously you're working with the team. So it's like, Hey, what do y'all think? And if they're like, yeah, let's try it. All right, let's do it. Go back, 
continue to learn from it. So it's just, you know, as, as Agile continues to transform, there's going to be different like thought processes. There's going to be different approaches. You know, there's going to be probably, you know, variations and transitions to like the normal set, you know, that's, that's an established, you know, like in, in, in the establishment now, but, you know, be comfortable with being uncomfortable and try things. So mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing It's just, you know, feel free, like experiment and help other people be like, Hey, we're going to run an experiment this sprint. Just letting you know, want us to keep you involved. Yeah. Okay, good. Come along for the ride. Uh-huh. I love that. It kind of takes the pressure off. Yeah. And, and it's, and you might come up with some of these awesome, you know, everybody loves a hackathon. Like you can do like mini hackathons in, you know, each sprint from a, you know, an experimentation standpoint. And that's, you know, working with your product owner, your product group, working with the team, you know, just like, Hey, we've got some of these areas, you know, especially for some innovative areas, you know, it's like, that's kind of what, you know, they, they get to do, which is fun, you know, but it's like taking that mentality and, you know, just like, Hey, let's, let's try. Mm-hmm. Let's just see what happens and then learn from it. So thank you so much, Mike. I have so enjoyed this conversation and including learning a little bit more about not only your background, but your mindset and your perspective. And I, I think you're a model of the very first value in uh, agile and lean, which is respect for people with your human centric approach. So I really appreciate you being a guest on the podcast. Awesome. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for having me. This has been a blast and, you know, I really do appreciate it. And I, I love the fact that you're, you're doing this and um, yeah, this was a lot of fun. So thank you so much. Thank you for joining me today on Scrum Possible. I appreciate you being part of our community. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to stay updated. Your support means a lot and helps others find me. Don't forget to leave a review if you can. Your feedback is really valuable. Please do share my podcast with your friends. And remember, there's a whole library of past episodes with more content you'll love. I look forward to having you with me next time. Until then, stay curious and keep listening. I'm Kelly Fidei.